0: Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dana. I'm so excited you're here. Wowza. I mean, holy smokes. (laughs) Have I got a treat for you. This is a good one because my guest is a great one. Hawk. Wow. Like many of my guests, Hawk is a multi-type, um, Meaning he is a dancer, choreographer, director, movement designer, and a person that has thoughts about titles and genres and creativity, and oh my gosh, I am so excited to share his perspectives and possibly, probably, change some of yours. But before we get into my conversation with Hawk, it is time for wins. Y'all... I have a lot to celebrate this week because Thanksgiving week was bountiful. Today I am celebrating booking my first Super Bowl commercial. So stoked about it. Shout out to Kansas City and my lovely friends there, Allison and Tyler, and also Becca for helping me uh, get that puppy on tape. I love a self-tape. Um, so much. So celebrating Booking the Gig, um, very excited about it. Excited to tell you more, obviously, after that happens, because, you know, a premature celebration can be risky. We haven't filmed it yet, so anything can happen. Um, But yeah, I'm celebrating whipping a self-tape together that I'm extremely proud of with the support of so many of my friends um, in a city that was not my home city. It's good to feel like You can have it together no matter where you are. Okay, that's me and what's going well in my world. Now you go. What's going well in yours? Congrats, my friend. Keep winning keep winning hell yes keep winning now let's all start winning or continue our winning with this conversation with hawk you're gonna love it i don't even i'm not even waiting one more second just music go holy smokeronies hawk (laughs) welcome to the podcast my (laughs) friend (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm
0: really excited about this. I in like we decided quite last minute to do this conversation right now and in like 1 hour I thought of 75 questions that I like I have to know the answer to. I'm certain we will not get to all of them, but I'm just grateful um, 75. <laughs> no, maybe 50, but for real, once I've had one question, then oh I my God. it was like um A very intense root system sprouting out from that Um, okay okay. so i'm really excited but mostly hi how are you like what's up how you doing
1: i'm good i'm good i i listened to the one you did with smack actually gina my fiance and i while she was doing my hair i think smack posted it we randomly saw Mm -hmm. it and it was so it was really funny and interesting hearing two people that i've known Mm -hmm. for quite some Mm -hmm. time you know, but, um, you know, I feel like on podcasts and stuff, you talk about things you might not necessarily, you know, um kind of dive into on like mm-hmm. a regular high buy, mm-hmm. uh kind of situation. So it was really interesting. Yeah. You're right. So thank you for having oh,
0: me. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I think possibly my secret motive for uh-huh. starting the podcast was to get to know my friends better <laughs> and get smarter. Like I really, hey. I'm learning so much yeah. from all of my guests. And even when I do solo yeah. episodes, to actually find my position on things, I, I'm learning so much. It's the coolest thing. I really recommend everybody have a podcast.
1: <laughs> um I didn't even know you do solo sessions. Oh, yeah.
0: I'll do episodes by myself.
1: So, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's a completely different task, isn't mm-hmm. it? You just have to talk to yourself mm-hmm. the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, but wow. you know me and my uh, superpower of speaking. I love to talk. <laughs> um, so let's dig into you, okay, okay. my friend. Um, sure. I ask all my all my guests to introduce themselves. That can be daunting, okay. um, but go ahead, take the floor. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, Well, hello. My name is Hock. My full legal name is Hokuto Konishi, and I am fully Japanese, blood-wise. I was born in Japan, in Tokyo, in Yokohama, actually, to be specific, which is right next to Tokyo. And uh, my family and I moved to Oxford, to England, when I was three. And uh, we were living in a tiny, tiny village uh, really no Japanese people around, I think there were some Chinese people, but you know, just no Asians at all. Everyone was just English. That's just, you know, what I thought the world was. That was the flavor. And then, yeah, uh, when I was 12, our whole family, we moved back to Tokyo and um, yeah, I went to public school there. So 3 to 12, I was completely English. 12 to 20, I was completely Japanese. And at 20, um, honestly, the biggest reason that I wanted to move again was because I was afraid that I was going to forget how to speak English because I really never, never used it when I was in Japan. Hmm. And I thought it would be such a shame. So I used um, my school's foreign exchange program and I came to the States. Mm -hmm. And I was originally going to do two semesters and go back to Japan. But I fell in love with the place, ended up staying it's been, what, about 16, 17 years now that I've been in LA. Yeah, it's insane. I think
0: that qualifies as home. <laughs> I think so, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I mean, home is earth, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I started dancing when I was 15, when I was in Tokyo. Uh, it was always a hobby, you know. I was a student first when I came here. And I was very Japanese, so you just automatically don't think, and especially back then, you. You don't think you could even make a career out of dancing let alone a foreigner you know okay and I think um yeah I did uh, my first job uh in entertainment industry was a show on Fox called So You Think You Can Dance
0: I've heard of and, it and
1: uh yeah I think the show did very well and then I went on to doing America's Best Dance Crew with my crew mm-hmm. and um yeah I think uh I was able to kind of go from project to project, uh, one after another. good timing, great people around. And, yeah, I've been able to have a very uh, fun career. Mm. Now it's kind of a mishmash of uh, dancing, choreography, movement design, directing, art. I just like creating things.
0: Yes, you do. And I am so glad that you do (laughs) because I love what you create. (laughs) I really do. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's, um, yeah, that's, uh, uh, I don't know if it was that quick, but that Oh, well, that's was...
0: beautiful. And that was a lovely connecting, lovely cl- connecting of the dots from Tokyo to England to LA yeah. to like competition style shows to now being a producer of your own, mm-hmm. your own visions and your own things. Yeah. Um, I did notice, however, you left out from your uh, dance competition chapter that... You are no stranger to winning stuff. Um, (laughs) You won an Emmy for Wade Robson's choreography and your performance of the Hummingbird uh, dance. Was it actually called the Hummingbird or the Uh, Hummingbird and the uh, Flowers?
1: Flower and and the Hummingbird.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things that ever came from So You Think. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And so you performed it with Mm -hmm. Jamie, who is... Uh, Jamie Goodwin, dear friend, awesome, and Wade Re- won the Emmy for choreography, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you and Quest Crew won uh, ABDC, yes. and you won an Emmy for choreographing some of the stuff that you did on that show. Yes. Okay, so that's just facts, yeah. <laughs> um, but I am so curious about that, because yeah. those are big accolades, and that's huge, tremendous pressure to be so visible. Um and high demand; those shows are both high stakes and high mm-hmm. visibility. Yeah. So I am wondering, what you think about praise and what you think about pressure, and mm-hmm. how those kind of factor into how you work.
1: Mm. That's a that's a really good question. Um,
0: Thank you. I that was the first one out of the seventy five that I had. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I feel like you know both of those that can work both positively and sort of negatively you know mm-hmm. and uh I think I got lucky in a way that I was fortunate enough to be gifted with those awards um without getting so uh focused on that you know I was more focused mm-hmm. on just on making something. itself yeah yeah I was just mm-hmm. more focused on doing the best version of my current self like what can I do for? so you think how as a solo dancer what can I at this point offer the most and as quest crew um, as a group of dancers you know what's the best version of however long you know I think it was like a minute or 90 seconds on stage what what can we do to make a best version of that and Ugh. as a result uh, people got to see what we did and we got awarded so I think it was definitely uh, it was it was nice it was really nice that uh, mm-hmm. we were able to kind of follow our heart and got a little bit of validation you know um, mm. from that and uh, I do I feel like you know sometimes when the focus comes first sort of um, I have to get that award or I have to do this mm. sometimes that itself could crush you, you know, so, um, but for some people that could be the motivation too. Um, I think it's a good mixture. I know when it's competition settings, I'm a very, very good competitive person.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. Is this yeah. like lifetime, like even as a child?
1: Oh yeah. Well, the thing is naturally I'm not really, you know, um, uh, at PE, I was really bad at PE in school and uh when we would play card games or little games with my dad when I was little I would always be losing and I feel like I wouldn't win by default you know so I was always just so frustrated as a kid and I I think working harder than the norm to get what I want was just that was a given like I I, there was no other way for me it's not like naturally I'm faster at running so I don't have to try as hard or naturally I'm good at Mm -hmm. football basketball yeah I felt like Mm -hmm. I didn't get that little bonus (laughs) you know genetics so I think yeah yeah, and that definitely helped me um, for the things I've done thus far you know for so you think maybe I wasn't as uh, traditionally classically trained but so, you mm-hmm. know, when it came time for the competition, of course, I have to work harder. But that's not mm-hmm. it's not really a stress or um, a surprise, really. It's just if you if, you're, if you don't have it, just, you know, work harder and smarter. And yeah, I, I think just, that, that's, it, that's it. Yeah, that's, what you that, do. <laughs> that's it. And I think I've applied that philosophy to everything I do. And the good thing is it's it doesn't end there. It's not like. Uh, you're not fast at running, so the end. It's like, okay, you're not fast at running by default, so what can you do so that you can become faster than everyone else? Uh, You're not naturally gifted with this yet, you know, right now, but that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it's like that eternally. And Mm -hmm. I I think I really like it that the only thing that, um, the only person that can change that is you, you Mm -hmm. know. And I feel like the the fact that you have the freedom to be able to do that and control our life. I just, I love that.
0: Oh, I love that answer. And I love the mindset that, you know, you can stay competitive and kind of objectively analyzing your strengths and weaknesses in a way that might even beef up a strength for you that's the majority of other people's weakness. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up in a competition dance environment Mm -hmm. and I – Nobody likes losing. Like, nobody likes that. I was never the most technical. I had, like, my shoulders up here in my ears and, mm-hmm. like, very little core strength. <laughs> I'm still working on it, BT <laughs> Um, But I, I did not win often. Like, first place was not a place that I saw very often. But I got really good at, like, okay, well, I don't have a billion de-turns and I don't have mm-hmm. super high leaps and, mm-hmm. and, and. But I really think, like that assessment of why people were winning, why I maybe wasn't, and not letting that be the end of it. Mm -hmm. Saying, okay, well, maybe I don't have those things, but damn it, I can perform. And I think my stage presence and maybe call them storytelling abilities or showmanship, perhaps, Mm -hmm. started being like, I was working on those at a really young age Mm. because I had the platform to but also because i was like oh that's something i can do and it seems like other people maybe aren't doing that they were very focused on -hmm. all the technical stuff so i feel like i got kind of a leg up and started doing that sort of thing early
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um okay so that leads me to the obvious follow-up question what are your strengths like what are you what's your superpower
1: what's my super like uh talking about dance or in general
0: let's go broad
1: in general um Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so it's funny that um i i don't know if it will be a superpower for a lot of people but it (laughs) as a result it somehow ends up being my superpower but uh i think it's to believe that it's not good enough um
0: to Ooh. such an ex. Oh, you and I would make such a good team. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. This looks awesome.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah, so it's like I mean, obviously, it's a it's a balance. I think that everyone needs. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, for a lot of things, I do. Uh, I I always look at what it could be, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's never never enough in a way, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think because it's never good enough, I put the work in to make it better. uh, There's no such thing as perfect, but as close as I can physically make it to be. Mm. And um, yeah, it's weird because uh, I'm able to come up with the quality that I do because it starts off from a place that I don't believe is good enough. So Hmm. I would add, and sometimes it already is, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I would do a 100,000 extra coats, you mm-hmm. know, because...
0: Before you decide that the base coat was the best one.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I I don't know. I just believe that uh, somewhere in a separate alternate universe, there's another me doing it a little better. So I have to do it better than him,
0: Ooh. you know? That sounds brilliant. And also like a recipe for disaster to me like how do you manage perfectionism how do you not burn out on really try striving to be perfect or maybe i guess the more concise question is when do you know or how do you know that you know it's good enough
1: uh the short answer would be i don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i think whenever i release anything into the world it's still not good enough but it will do Mm -hmm. um kind of feeling mm-hmm. um I think it helps that I do you know in the back of my mind I do understand that there is no such thing as perfect mm-hmm. so
0: mm-hmm. so you're not like beating yourself up as you weigh down to bed. yeah no
1: I'm no I'm not um I'm not chasing that but even with that said I would want a nice quality mm-hmm. you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh yeah it's it's a it's a fine balance of sanity and insanity I guess
0: sanity and strive like pursuit yeah. um this mm. reminds me actually of a great conversation I had with Megan Lawson yeah but we we're talking about a person that she works with often a collaborator who uh-huh. will never accept the first thing the first mm. thing no matter what even if it's like really exceptional and spirited and and well thought out and you know deliberate they will never accept the first thing. They will ask for, mm. there will be notes, there will be changes 100% of the time. And occasionally, they'll mm-hmm. go back to saying, you know what, no, the first version was better. We'll use that. Right. But right, right, it's right. almost that if if you didn't try for what else mm-hmm. or for what further, then you haven't done the process. Like the process of right. finding the the best you can do like it might be the first thing that you did but you won't know it Mm -hmm. unless you've tried eight other things and of
1: course of course
0: that rings super true to me i think there's a lot of value in that type of mentality
1: yeah you just i think uh, you have to know how to balance it within yourself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because it's not it's 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 rough. Yeah. <laughs> I won't <laughs> lie. It's pretty rough.
0: I'm reminded too that sometimes you, the creator, yeah. uh, in this case, the choreographer or movement designer, which I want to talk about that title, by the way, because I love it. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not up to you. There is sometimes a deadline where whatever it is uh-huh. right now is what it is.
1: So yeah. whether you think which, it's done
0: or not is irrelevant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which tremendously helps. Uh, mm. I am a person that needs deadlines because I need um, an, another external factor that mm. takes it away from me and you say, okay, this is, this is the value for now, you know? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, you can keep it unfinished and it will always get better. But the thing is, if it doesn't see the light of day, it's, you know, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, for what, so,
0: yeah. Or, or maybe it's just practice. And I don't mean to say, Yeah. yeah, maybe it's practice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I feel like uh, I'm constantly having to remind myself that, you know, even if it's 30%, 40% of the potential, mm-hmm. it's 30% more than zero, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah.
0: Ooh, love that. Yep. That's momentum for sure.
1: Yeah, you just have to, you know, uh, just deal with it. And the thing is, yourself, you're you're only going to care about your potential uh, projects and what you create more than anyone else in the world all the Mm -hmm. things that you see no Mm -hmm. one else sees or cares for better or for worse oh for sure
0: i think we're our own toughest critics for sure i can't wait to make something with you (laughs) because i can just see these two opposing forces me being like i love it i think it helps
1: that's great that's great because i think when i'm by myself Mm -hmm. that that character doesn't exist okay in me
0: well, here's so, a, a follow-up question, and I'm learning this even yeah. more about myself as I become older and more exposed to other types of art.
1: Mm-hmm. I have
0: learned that the thing I'm most drawn to in other mediums is a human quality. I love, mm. like, glue dripping out of a crack or, like, hand mm. handwritten things or, you know, yeah. like – unpolished surfaces, things that aren't tremendously refined. So yeah. I think that translates in my work. It is human. It is, I, I usually will pick the not perfect pass um, mm. for the final edit because some of the times there's something more right about it than perfection. Like, yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. what I love. So my question for you, I guess, is what type of art are you drawn to? And do you see those... Uh, values come through in your work
1: I think uh, for whatever medium it is uh, when it opens up a brand new perspective
0: to the viewer oh then 100% yes that's your work
1: that's my cup of tea yeah 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 Uh, and it could be uh, honestly the simplest thing is you know um, hitting a beat in the music that you didn't know existed you Mm know once after you see that dance piece you're you, you'll hear the music in a different way. Just that is a mm-hmm. a, a tiny way over opening a perspective. But, mm-hmm. you know, other things of, um, oh, you never thought you could see a certain subject in this kind of way or you would, it's just like, I, I think it's amazing when you can open up someone's world and their their entire existence, a whole other layer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just like it when that happens to me. So mm-hmm. I think whenever I create, I try to, uh, sprinkle an essence of that. So yeah. or when I look back in you know, five, 10, 50 years, yeah, I can uh, say that I've done a decent amount of that.
0: Yeah, I would say with full confidence that when I watch your work, I am seeing things a different way than I ever have. I would consider mm. your work, like, or when I think of it broadly, and I know that you do a lot, but it mm-hmm. looks to me like a living kaleidoscope, like a kaleidoscope <laughs> made of movement, sometimes human bodies, yeah. not all the time. Um, yeah. And and I love, I was not good at, but I love mm-hmm. geometry and architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you've been good at in the past? Because you actually have a graphic design degree, right? yeah
1: I think um
0: that was funny, funny.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah no I mean I, I, I wasn't f- that specially fond of math going up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I was little, uh, other than like the, the schoolwork at mm-hmm. home, we had to my mom, my mom taught my sister and I Japanese and then my dad taught my sister and I Japanese level math. Because hmm. uh, it was just different what we I'm were doing I'm guessing in that's England. a very
0: high level. That's what it was. It was higher than
1: um, than in England, and I I think for them they didn't want us to someday move back to Japan and be that far behind from the same age
0: mm-hmm. um, level. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, they they wanted us to have the band minimum, and I and I hated it. I really I just you know because my friends are just outside playing football when we're having <laughs> to study and I can Doing understand advanced it. advanced
0: mathematics inside. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I've always been a f- fond of art and just beautiful things in general. Um, I can't... I honestly don't... Under, like, I, I don't know when I got drawn to geometry. Um, I think just naturally from seeking beautiful things, I started liking symmetry mm-hmm. um, and then picking up uh tutting, I think there was a lot of things in common. yeah and it just kind of expanded expanded from there. But it's really weird because like you say I do different things and even within dance mm-hmm. I feel like the curiosity and love I have towards uh, the geometry geometric stuff I make mm-hmm. is vastly different from the love I have towards the feeling. When mm. I do locking and any funks, that it's, it's very different. They're just, yeah, it's like someone saying, hey, do you like um, orange juice or steak? It's just <laughs> very different, you know? You oh can't compare God, yes, it. You just like energy. them both. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so tough question to answer. What is yeah. your favorite mode to be making in? Because obviously they're different, but do you have a preferred, mm-hmm. like, I guess if you got to spend your day doing one thing, what would it be? Would it be like a jam, a cypher, or directing, designing Mm. movement for some purpose? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I guess I'm asking you the question that you hate asking, like making the comparison of things that are different.
1: No, no, no. I think um, right now, the 2021, November version of mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. is uh making making beautiful things mm-hmm. just um something that's be- beautiful that would uh that would still have a value if someone looked at it a hundred years thousand years from now you know um that kind of thinking of that kind of scale and wandering I think that's uh that's something I like to do
0: oh yes That's amazing. I'm so glad that you get to do that. Um, Do you find yourself spending your days that way often?
1: I think I do. Uh, Whether it be beauty or something interesting, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's my driving force behind anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. If I'm not curious or keen on it, there is no energy or power towards that you know i can't mm. I'm, I'm just not clearly not interested and in, i'm very bad at doing something that i'm not interested in oh know? Gosh, so, I feel you.
0: i feel you however yeah. i can get interested in almost anything it is a gift that, yeah, I that have. hey
1: that's a that is a superpower <laughs> that is super
0: superpower. yeah um okay it's my brain yeah. is making this connection and i'm gonna try to verbalize it but <laughs> okay, I feel okay. like the synapses are still, like, <laughs> we're still firing. Is a still, is it, yeah, we're in yeah. workshop mode over here.
1: Yeah.
0: But it sounds like when you're in the mode of creating something visual, um, mm-hmm. maybe that's a dance, but maybe it's a shape. Maybe that's a series of shapes connected. Um, yeah. That your goal is impermanence, lasting, some lasting ability, and that the eye of the audience or the beholder themselves will have a shift in perspective because of this mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because of this thing versus mm-hmm. when you are dancing there yep. is it is ze- nothing about it is forever it is 100% fleeting every feeling yep. of yep. every step you take happens and then it is gone and you are on to the mm-hmm. next one and in that Experience. There is no audience. The mm-hmm. there is no perspective to be shifted. You are just being dancing, and those yeah, yeah, are yeah. steak and orange juice, one hundred percent, totally yeah, two yeah. totally different things. um But you are really good at both of them. <laughs> so I want to talk about like I want to talk about the visceral being dancing part. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm pretty sure we met. In a locking class somewhere in the world was it Hilti and Bosch in L.A. Maybe or, no, or before then? No, I think. Or did we meet during it has to be before during, that? Um, so you think days probably? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'm. I'm wondering if you were assisting someone and uh-huh. we met through uh-huh. there. And
0: what season were you on?
1: Season three.
0: Oh my gosh, work because I, I I think
1: I met you. Mm-hmm. And then I learned that I found out that you do locking after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, what? what's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I did assist Marty, yeah. I think early on, but then he and I co-choreographed in season seven, but that was long after huh. you. We got to work with Jose and Comfort and it was so much fun. Um, yeah. But whoa, so intense. Um, I don't know when it was, but I know that period and people listening to this show who know that was the first time I've called it a show <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, people who listen, know it's a show. It's a show. It really is. It, it is right now. Yeah. Cause I'm watching you. So people know how fond I am of locking. Anybody who has ever taken my class knows that locking is my favorite style period, uh-huh. hands down. Um, because <laughs> I would say it's impossible to dance that style without smiling without being joyful mm. but I have proven myself wrong um oh I while I was doing my my year of doing daily I call it doing daily uh-huh. where I made an Instagram video every single day for over a year I you wound were up were
1: doing that weren't yes. you yes oh I forgot about <laughs> oh my that. god oh. my friend <laughs>
0: but early 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 on and by the way I went for way more than a year I did like over 420 days but (laughs) i counting
1: good job good Um, job
0: well you know what's funny I would love to talk about that with you because I have absolutely shifted from that there are rare are the days that I make a video for Instagram maybe Mm. like maybe like 11 (laughs) this year I don't know it's not the the medium that I make for anymore uh-huh. and I think that's yeah. okay but I do miss the feeling of knowing every single day that I would make something I loved that feeling and I don't have that anymore but that wasn't yeah. what I was going to say I mean... what was I going to say oh slacking that's yeah sad locking so in one of my early videos <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm, gonna I'm try... already <laughs>
1: so interested
0: I'm gonna find it and send it to you <laughs> I'll link to oh it in the show God. notes we were on the road with JT yeah. uh, for tw- – oh, my God. Now I can't even remember if it was Future Sex or 2020. Yeah. doesn't matter. And, and they we were at some yeah. at some hotel, and I was jet-lagged, and they had a gym that had mirrors, so I just went yeah. in there to jam. And yeah. I was locking around a little bit, and I had this idea that was like, what if locking wasn't happy what if it was yeah. really sad? And that yeah. was such a challenge for me, but I made it like a gag, I made it a gimmick. Um, mm-hmm. And it is hysterical. Like every every up is like a sniffle, and every lock is like <laughs> 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 And it's hysterical. That's so, amazing. Um, so I would say it's my favorite style because yeah. you can't do it sad, but now I know you can sad lock. You can. Yeah, and yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Locking. Can. Um locking. Tell me your history with, yep. I would say locking, but I'm curious about all the street styles period because I'm um, so you think you were considered a B-boy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is that I, how you I think guess of so. yourself
0: still? Or? Uh,
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started dancing, uh, like I said, um, in Japan mm-hmm. and I, I didn't grow up with dancing around whatsoever. I didn't even know the existence of, any of the street styles, and mm-hmm. uh, my sister did ballet in England, but that was you know like the closest thing. And I, I don't know. I, you know, we we like to watch. My parents liked uh musicals, so hmm. I did go up watching different musicals, and we would do it at school. Oh my god! What's your favorite? But what's your favorite? Go. Favorite musical? Yes. That uh that we did, or just in like everything. That
0: period in the world. Oh. oh. Sorry, I'm totally Shame sidetracking us.
1: Cool. No, 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 no. Um, I I don't know if it's my favorite, but Starlight Express was the first one that I ever saw, and um, yes. I, you know, that's a pretty crazy one to dive into because the stage goes around you, For it goes sure. behind, and they're on Wheels. roller skates, and mm-hmm. roller blades. Yeah, so it's yeah, I was just like what is this, you know? Good call.
0: That explains a lot, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it was really good that
1: I think just right from the get-go, it opened up my mind of what uh, stage performance could be, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think if you go up just seeing it on a a tiny box on stage, you just think that's everything.
0: Right, and you could tire of that pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So in Japan, uh, there was a... dance show on tv at the time going on and uh I watched this one hip-hop dance dance, dancing I was just was just so blown away it was nothing like anything I've seen before
0: Mm -hmm. and I was like
1: I don't know I don't know what that is but I, I need to I need to do that but I didn't have any friends that danced or I didn't know of any studios and it wasn't like now where you google it and anything just pops up Mm -hmm. so I think just for a year I continued just watching that TV show and trying to you know trying to copy it and then a year later on the show they talked about dance studio uh, which was pretty close to me so I decided to go the next day and uh, I said yeah I wanted I saw on TV I want to do hip-hop and uh, that day uh, the the person at the studio was like, oh, we only have a locking class today. And I don't know the difference. So I was like, okay, I'll take that. And that's how I started. Locking was was literally your
0: first freaking dance class?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And
0: having to brace myself. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, my God. So,
1: and I didn't really know much. I think I went into it wanting, like, different other hip-hop styles too. But then it was like, okay, I'll, you know, Beggars can't be choosers. So I just took what what was available. And then uh, I think for the first... I want to say maybe two, three years, I just did locking. And then I did uh, hip-hop. And then uh, I think after that, I went into breaking. And then I joined a, a b-boy crew in Japan. And then I was doing that uh, for a couple of years. And then after that... Uh, yeah, I, I, during So You Think It just opened my brain up to all these different styles. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't, even at that point, you know, um, I feel like as a TV show, you have to label them He's a jazz right, dancer, right, temporary right, right. you know. It's one of the things I, I
0: dislike the most about those Yeah, and
1: I, and I get it yeah, for TV and for, you know, regular people that don't understand dance. It's just so much easier to understand and mm-hmm. categorize people that way. hmm Um, but yeah, it was just like a mishmash, uh, but also getting exposure from TV, uh, there's a lot of um, kind of, mm, hate might be a strong word, but (laughs) you know, there's a lot of opinions that are like, oh, he's not a b-boy, he's not a lark, all these, but the thing is, I don't think I really cared that much for it, and it was like, Sure. If 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 it's not breaking, fine. You can you can call it whatever. But I'll just do me. And then, uh, even when we did Quest, it was like the same thing. And I'm I'm sure, you know, um, different people have uh, their different uh, drives and the reasons why they dance and mm-hmm. the culture they protect and their own perspectives. So uh, yeah, definitely, nothing against any viewpoints. We're all just. Different and you have your own justifications. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even with Quest, it was like, oh, then they're, they're not doing this. Or when we started Axis stuff, it was like, oh, that's not dancing. I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. It's not dancing. It's um, is that why you call with, it
0: movement designing instead of choreography? Or what is the what's the deciding? Uh, I think there was. Uh, I'm sure there.
1: there was a lot of factors, but that was definitely <laughs> one of them. Where it's like, oh, that's not dancing. That's just making shapes. And it's like, sure, yeah, I. Yeah, partially agree, so let's not call it dance, but is it dope? Yep. That's it, you know? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) If it is, yes, then let's just move on. And I feel like um, for me personally, because I do like to continuously push the boundaries, I think it's such a shame when uh, the end product gets limited because of Mm. the title or the category you know I think it should be the other way around it's, it should be the, the main focus is how can we make something better and how can we up the quality uh, and I think for me that's my way of respecting all the people that came before us you know because <laughs> I think if you're not if
0: eventually you're not taking it further
1: exactly exactly and I think in a short span sure it could survive but if you look at it in the long run it, it's gonna. It's gonna rot and it's gonna disappear, and I feel like that's that's the most disrespectful thing you can do to all the people that came before us. So, I think the only way to do it is figure out how to up the game. You know, so I, this. I think because I've had that mindset, uh, I've never been a strong advocate for titles, uh, whether it's dance styles or what I do. <laughs> I might be a little too flexible with that. So it's like are you a dancer? I don't know. Uh can I dance? Yes. Um are you a choreographer? I mean I can choreograph, sure, yeah. but yeah, are is you that, a director? Is I can that my direct. identity?
0: Well, that exactly. sounds like that sounds like another superpower. I mean any strength if overused might become a weakness for sure, mm-hmm. but it sounds like an asset that you be able to think about yourself and what you're capable of. More fluidly versus immediately putting yourself into a box, and mm-hmm. and what you do, right? Like with the lid screwed on tight and all neat and yep. consolidated, then yeah, the opportunity to expand or to grow is not mm-hmm. is not as high. Um, I love this that it also brings up again the idea of balance, which this is what everything always becomes about. In every podcast, I walk away like, oh yeah, balance. Right. A little bit of that, a little bit. But um, like there is value to the purist. Right. There is value Mm -hmm. to the person who's like, that's not what it is or what it was about at the beginning. Yeah. And like hearing that and being like, "Mm, I understand that perspective. And whoa, thank you for reminding me and sharing what the origins are. I think it's important.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And okay, what next? And Mm -hmm. where where do we go from there? Because. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think, especially in street styles, they were not created to be the same forever. I don't think anybody, Mm -hmm. like, stepped into a cipher thinking this is the way it should always be done forever.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And so... And
1: uh, it's like they both have to coexist, too, you know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like you need the historian that will preserve the history and tell the story of how it was. And there's all these bits in in between and mm-hmm. then you have this end of the revolutionary the side the uh, yeah, yeah 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 the
0: innovator very cool right
1: but i feel like it, it has to both coexist uh, to have the true value
0: is mm-hmm.
1: what i believe in
0: mm-hmm. i love your mindset about that i'm gonna i'm gonna adopt that for my own yeah and i'm gonna pretend that it was mine all along
1: hey um, please <laughs> okay
0: so i do i have several more questions but i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. try to wrap this up with okay. somewhat of a burnout round. Oh wait, before the okay. burnout round, one more. This yeah. this question is coming from someone within my Words That Move Me community. I had okay. just before this interview, I was coming yeah. from a thanks sharing. We're, we're not calling it Thanksgiving. It was a sharing okay. of wins and gratitude for each other. Um, uh-huh. And I let them know that I would be talking to you. And I had someone ask, you know, what should I ask Hawk about? And they asked yeah. a brilliant, I swear, everybody should have a podcast, um, a brilliant question about knowing how internationally you work, like you work all over the world yeah. and work with different uh-huh. people all over the world. And um, I i suppose I would love to hear what have you to say about different worth, work ethics in different places mm. without doing mm. the overgeneralization thing, which i I do all the time. I try not to do. And I know that we're all unique and cool, but it's rare yeah. that it's rare that a person get to do their thing all over the world mm. because usually their thing is tied to a specific part of the world. But dance being such an international thing, mm. um, yeah, I'm so curious. I thought that was a great question. I'm curious about what you've learned about how people work in different places. Um. I think
1: one that stands out is uh, I got to work on uh, a show called Street Dance of China the past mm-hmm. three seasons in mm-hmm. Shanghai uh, and the first season I was so stressed uh, because of the difference in culture and uh, the idea of taking a pre-existing thing and just um, copy and pasting it was uh, there was not even an ounce of guilt or a bad thing at all and I couldn't understand it because I feel like coming from my background it made no like it made no sense you know the the, it was just your duty to be original and you know provide something new to the scene and that's kind of how you stand out in ciphers or battles or anything competitions but I completely uh didn't understand that in the beginning I do understand that if you're born and you grow up in a culture and a society that everything around you um, from food to clothing to all the businesses the model is taking a pre-existing something Mm. and then mass producing it Mm. why wouldn't you think that's the norm of everything you know so I think it took a while for me to understand that oh and I was really surprised because, like you said, i you know growing up, I've traveled a lot with work. I've traveled a lot. I didn't think in my mid thirties I would have a major culture shock, but I huh. did, and it was really eye opening. I think I posted a series of it uh, on my IG story. Um, I think I saved it, but because it was such a
0: okay, I'll try to, stress, I'll to it.
1: stressful, yeah, eye opening experience. But yeah, it wasn't at that uh, until that point that you know, I even realized and I humbled myself that, oh, my norm isn't the universal norm. And you have mm-hmm. to understand that, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. one way of looking at things. But just as strong as you have your core, someone else might have that too. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think it's important to respect the differences, you know, you don't have to agree with it, but mm-hmm. just uh, kind of understanding that that exists. And mm-hmm. I think Yeah, uh, just trying to push your views to someone else. Like, if it matches, great, but you have to understand they're not you.
0: So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think... Mm -hmm. uh, Trying to change uh, the material that you are working with is probably not a great use of time and energy. (laughs) Right, right. And I think it's,
1: uh, you know, um, the first thing you want to do is that, you know, because I feel like doubting uh and taking apart mm. all these beliefs that you believe is true i think it's people don't do that by default because it makes you worried it it, it kind of crumbles your world that you believe in but the mm-hmm. thing is if you can do that once and still be stable with it i think it it opens up your world and you have a better understanding of, of just people in general that's why i honestly feel like the best way for anyone is uh I mean, whether it be physically or virtually, however it is, but to see different cultures or just, you don't have to do anything. Go to the other side of the earth mm-hmm. and see the mm-hmm. people there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just and, literally
0: open your eyes. Yeah, because
1: mm-hmm. the thing is your your tradition and your basics could, you know, it, it's probably fine with the area you live in. You go completely different. And even just like what people eat what they do when they wake up how they stand how they sit you know those things you're gonna i feel it's gonna open up your mind and i feel like that is uh the way to understand more people and i feel like a lot of arguments happen because that doesn't happen you're not able to see things from their way
0: yes thank you so much for adding that and thank (laughs) you rachel Gale tan for asking that question so cool um I love that. Okay. <sighs> Feels like that was really beautiful and poetic, and this is about to be jarring. <laughs> so buckle up, everybody. Oh,
1: no. Is it the rapid fire questions? Here it comes. You. Get ready.
0: So try to be quick, all right? Okay. I know so I've already asked you, uh, oh. I've already asked your biggest, your greatest strength. And now I want to know yeah. what is your greatest weakness? Go. And you can say Fuete turns. It is mine. It is my greatest weakness.
1: <laughs> uh, greatest weakness is. Uh, laziness by default
0: okay yeah. okay
1: and that naturally very lazy
0: i don't believe you but work um <laughs> what is a book that changed the game for you
1: Ooh. uh uh so it's a japanese book called Atama no Taiso, which uh, translates to gymnastics of the mind and it's basically a series of uh these like riddles and quizzes uh, There's like maybe like 100, 150 uh, for one book. And uh, my dad kind of liked those puzzles. So I think I got introduced to that early in my teens. Yeah. And that opened up my mind like crazy. Oh, I and I
0: love that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, mm. What is the name of your favorite playlist on Spotify? And is it public? Because I want to go listen to it.
1: <laughs> oh, um, I've and are you a Spotify a,
0: person? I might have just made a huge assumption uh, about your moral fiber.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. I mean is there anyone that says no to that? Oh I've, I do
0: know I, like... I, I do know iTunes radio Apple radio people. Yeah. Anyways I can't stand iTunes or anything about it period. It makes it, you know this about me. Enraged. I am actively <laughs> pissed when I think about yeah, using I iTunes. Mean,
1: I feel like I don't do that many subscription stuff but spotify Spotify i feel like you yeah you can't live without it but i have um, a spotify playlist called gourmet funk and i basically i just melted like gourmet butter it's it's like random funk beats that i find uh and it always changes but like that would feel good to listen to while you're Mm. cooking
0: Mmm, okay, Um, that's the gourmet part, that makes sense.
1: It's kind of like the excitement of the funk and the excitement of what you're making. It Mm -hmm. just like feels good together, so.
0: I love that. Um, Is it public? Because I'm gonna go try to find that.
1: It's not, I will figure out how to make it public.
0: Okay, do that. Um, Okay, Everyday Carry or EDC, it's a big popular thing on the internet, but I think you are a very technical, capable person. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. so curious. What are the things, the tools that you use and have with you on a daily basis?
1: Oh, just tools. Just my phone. Okay. Man. Yeah,
0: phones have really uh, changed the game. I mean. Yeah, it has. I mean, it's a phone,
1: but yeah. I mean, I feel like the least thing you could you do with it is call someone. So it's mm-hmm. it's just like a little computer in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Um, mm-hmm. Talk me through a perfect day.
1: Perfect day. Uh, okay. Um, oh, where shall I go? Okay. I'll wake up. Um, uh, Greece. I think Greece. We'll have a breakfast. Yes. Um, on the balcony. Mhm. Sunny. You see the ocean. Maybe we'll go for a little bit of a swim. Mhm. Uh, I mean, I think we'll go on the plane, but ideally, if we can teleport, that would be much nicer. That's perfect. Um, Yeah, that is a
0: perfect haze. Zero in transit.
1: Yeah. If we can just like click and then maybe we'll go to Barcelona um, or have a little hot chocolate and churro while I read or draw or think of some weird ideas, maybe make some stuff, get lunch... Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably stop by Japan, say hi to my parents. <gasps> uh, magically, my sister and her family—they're in DC, but they can be there too. Oh, for sure, especially if there's um, like
0: portals and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we'll we'll have some kind of Japanese food. Uh, what should I do? Dim sum with Quest? No one, wanna...
0: obviously. <laughs> How lucky was I to get to witness? The oh my god! Brilliance, the nonstop theater. I it felt it's, like genuine. theater. It's so
1: funny and sad that that's just that's just our default, you know. It's really and it's welcome. not like in we do that every every other week or like maybe not dim sum but Korean barbecue or some mm-hmm. kind of meetup and yeah, if the energy is. It's always like that, oh, just like it. how you experience it. Oh, yeah. man,
0: it makes me very, very excited. But sorry, I crept into your perfect day. Keep going. Yeah. It, it's um, got to be like 5 p.m. now.
1: 5 p.m. Okay, so I think, where's the best bath? I want to find, you know what? I don't know what country, what city, but I want to go to this new place I've never been to that has an amazing bath. Mm. I was actually talking with Megan Lawson. I love Oh, my gosh, baths. yes, I
0: was just going to say it. Megan Lawson this, is like oh. the bath baroness she is the queen I would
1: honestly I I would love to make a community that just seeks out beautiful baths around the world uh just to do that you know hmm. and uh yeah I'll probably my brain is already it, working on funny pun
0: titles for that <laughs> but none of them but, are funny enough to say aloud. loud <laughs>
1: yeah and uh maybe
0: with with the bath I guess
1: I like I like the time uh, with um, that we we get to spend. My fiance and I get to spend with our dogs. Mm-hmm. I think we'll end up coming back to LA, keeping it chill. Um, yeah, so basically traveling to different places, eating mm-hmm. different things, making thinking stuff, about,
0: thinking about beautiful things, making beautiful things.
1: Uh, yeah, but taking baths I in think beautiful think places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I get to live a version of that now. I just, if I, if, if it can be a little bit more instant, that will.
0: That would be really good. Yeah,
1: that would be nice <laughs> Would really tip so the scale. That would be very nice. Yeah. So, if any airline <laughs> companies are watching, listening to this, and you have a technology, what are you waiting for? Let's yeah. go. You know, <laughs> oddly good. enough,
0: on my Zoom call that I was just on earlier, my niece yeah. who is seven and a half. Important the mm-hmm. and a half part is very important to her. Um, she said, I think it was before anybody else came down. Came down? Yep, sticking with mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> she said, you know, if I had a superpower, it would be to create portals so I could be there with you. And I was Aww. like, let's go. So, so portals sweet. portals on the brain, and the sweetest yeah. thing. Um, she yes, also kept sweet. track of the number of times that I swore and oh. she decided that every for every time I swear, I have to come home and visit. Oh, well, that's yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah, racked up three three visits oh, to Denver. Okay. So, yeah, if we could make a portal, that would be great. Really help yeah, me definitely. save time on travel days. Um, um, okay, well, there are still several things I want to talk to you about, but I'm just going to go ahead yeah. and file this on. We'll do this again someday. Um, okay. Okay. I am so grateful for your time. So glad to get to dig a little deeper into this. Like, yeah, I think you are a person who is exquisite at changing perspectives, shifting perspectives, even your own, but especially um, an audience person's. So I, mm, my perspective was you. shifted several times in this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so grateful for that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And I, honestly, I feel like we've just barely grazed Scratch, the tip of the yeah, iceberg.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're scratching the surface. Well, we, we can be friends for a really long time. We can make stuff. Yep. We can lock. We can talk. We can lock and talk. Uh-oh, there's a yep. talk show idea. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the whole time,
1: just lock in the whole time.
0: Yeah, there's nothing you can say without locking it. And if you want to speak, be like, you have to lock. Yep. Oh, my God. You have to move. Okay, so we're going to do that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Thank you again so much for being here. Uh, I'll talk to you you soon. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, my friends, what do you think? (laughs) I think this is one of my favorite episodes. (sighs) Man, you know what? Actually, instead of trying to recap this one, you know, collect all my favorite moments, I think I might just use that time and go back and listen to this immediately, right away, right meow. Uh, You can join me if you'd like, or you can not, totally up to you, but you should probably download this one to keep it at the ready. Um, You should download all of them just for funsies, and you should also certainly get out there and keep it exceptionally funky. Thanks for listening, y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Me again. Wondering if you ever noticed that one more time almost never means one more time. (laughs) Well, here on the podcast, one more thing actually means two more things. Number one thing. If you're digging the pod, if these words are moving you, please don't forget to download, subscribe, and leave a rating or review. Because your words move me too. Number two thing, I make more than weekly podcasts. So please visit thedanawilson.com for links to free workshops and so, so, so much more. All right, that's it now, for real. Talk to you soon.
1: Bye.